Five Things First Thing with JR Morning's Guy Gordon, Lloyd Jackson, and Jamie Edmonds. Well, hello there, February. So good to see you because it means we're that much closer to spring. 47 yes. days away now. Uh, Tigers pitchers and catchers show up two weeks from yesterday. Yeah. And we're going to seize on every one of those little spring-like <laughs> moments like robins in the, on the horizon and, uh, and welcome them in. Welcome to you on this Thursday, as we said, February 1st, 2024. Uh, going to be cloudy today. We're not going to see the sunshine that we saw yesterday, but it will be the warmest day of the week. So we'll take that where we can get it. Meantime, one of the most extraordinary things I've ever seen at the Senate Judiciary Committee hearing yesterday at the prompting of a senator who is no stranger to grandstanding, but did the right thing here. Mark Zuckerberg was forced to turn around and apologize to the families that his product has harmed. This was, I thought, at least substantive. They were talking about how to protect children. Yeah, and, and and saying, look, look at all the people in our audience. They're all holding up pictures of kids who were either sexually exploited, who got drugs on the Internet and died of overdoses, or... Bullying, yeah. unrealistic bullying. beauty standards, everything the Internet is. Yeah, and Holly called on Zuckerberg to, to, to look those people in the eye. Why, Mr. Zuckerberg... Why should your company not be sued for this? Why is it that you can claim you hide behind a liability shield? You can't be held accountable. Shouldn't you be held accountable personally? Will you take personal responsibility? And this is why we invested so much and are going to continue doing efforts to uh, to make sure that. No one has to go through the types of things that your families have had to suffer. It was an apology. Um, and he said, this is why we've built in these tools to try to help you. How many people know about all of the tools, though, guy? So on uh, Snapchat alone, uh-huh. there are 25 million users that you can tie as a teen. You, you, the parent can tie your accounts together so you can see what your teen is doing. Out of those 25 million teens that are on SNAP, only 400,000 parents. So 2%. Here's the problem. You can create a dummy account that your parents don't know about. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. st- but those don't protect. You could still have your child there with their phone. You can ask them to see their phone. Show me the app you're using. Go to the settings. See what birthday that they have used. That's true. To get into that uh, app. And if it isn't their real birthday... You change it so that a lot of the built-in safeguards are there. I agree with you. I just think kids know how to work around the system. There's a story on Nightly News, I believe, mm-hmm. yesterday where this young girl was there. A man was chatting with her and bought her a plane ticket to fly to him. She thought it was a boy. She thought it was a young boy. And she was sitting right next to her mom on the couch doing it on her phone. Yeah. And as I watched that, the question occurred to me, why didn't mom at some point say, hey, honey, who are you talking to? Well, that, and, and, you know, I'm we have to doing, take some accountability I, I as well. But here's, yeah, here's my, yeah, Parents exactly. have to take some accountability as well. If though. you're relying on the gov- federal government or these very profit-driven apps to to take to protect your child for you, your faith is misplaced. Mm-hmm. And there are there are three things that are out there that you can do today. Just setting uh, your child's account from public to private. 
going into settings, seeing what their birthday is. There's a stitching. There are things to do. For yeah, sure. there. Are, you know, there and there are some really good uh, hacks and self helps that you can find online today. By all means, do them because it, it, Congress has been talking about this. For Since how many the internet years? Like, came about and social media came about, and Amy Klobuchar said that she's like, "This has been for 28 years. Let's right. do something." Right, and she kind of put it back on on them, uh, on, on being on Congress. But I, I, Graham Lindsey Graham said, "Look, there's absolutely no accountability here. Every American who's been wronged has to have somebody to go to to complain. There's no commission to go to that can punish you." There's not one law in the book because you oppose everything we do, and you can't be sued. That has to stop, folks. There was a great moment where they said, look, when a door pops out of a Boeing airplane, there's this whole regulatory and safety apparatus that kicks in. There is nothing like that when a child dies because they got drugs on the Internet or were exposed to harmful content. And Lindsey Graham said, you may not mean this, to Zuckerberg, but you yeah. have blood on your hands. The companies before us, I know you don't mean to, it to be so, but you have blood on your hands. You have a product. You have a product that's killing people. This is very personal because I have a little girl who's going to grow up in this era. What are the protections there? I'm going to do my best with the phone and everything. So let's hopefully Congress do something. Yeah. Pass some laws. There is this child safety law that's out there. And uh, there was a, a real sense, and Klobuchar said this yesterday, she had a real sense that this was a tipping point mm-hmm. and that they'll finally get that passed. But how different. watered yeah. down will it be? And you still have this civil liability protection uh, for for social media companies. And, and, and doing away with that has a whole other series of consequences as a result. Riveting testimony in the Jennifer Crumbly case yesterday. A, a lot of... it centering on this salacious information that she was having an affair with a Dearborn firefighter. Mm -hmm. But a bigger issue was she lied to the man about what she knew about her son. Yeah, in the Jennifer Crumbly uh, trial that continued yesterday, police officers testified about finding the couple hiding in an art studio with Oakland County Sheriff Lieutenant Sam Marsban recalling Jennifer's reluctance to surrender her phone despite a suspicious message she sent to her son. Can I get my computer up, please? Well, it's not it's not coming through. But Marsban found uh, her language peculiar when she remarked he's going to have to suffer. Also, it was a witness, Luke uh, Kitely, who uh, was uh, working inside of that warehouse that they found the car in. And he said, you know, he was the one who saw the um, license plate and put two and two together because he had saw the license plate on television. He saw that that was in the parking lot. He called police. And then you have Brian Malo. She's the firefighter. <laughs> And Jennifer's uh, confidant, he testified about their extramarital affair. Now, the defense raised allegations of police coercion, prompting revelations about the affair. Despite efforts to delete messages, evidence of Jennifer's desperation and pleas for support surfaced. On the day of the shooting, Jennifer Crumley messaged Maloche and told him that she had to go to her son's school for a meeting and that she was afraid he might do something dumb. Well, Maloche responded by asking Jennifer... Where's the firearm that you bought your son? The mother told Maloch that the gun was in her vehicle and that he told her that it should not be there. But the gun was not in her vehicle. The gun was actually in her son's backpack who was at school. And then he received a message uh, from Jennifer Crumbly saying, 
um, you know, I'm on the run, basically helicopters. You know, I don't know where I'm she, going, but I will we'll, I'll message you. She's also griping to him about how nonchalant school officials were not owning up to the fact that perhaps the reason they were so nonchalant was because she had not disclosed the existence of the weapon that they bought her for Christmas. Right. right. I think this is the worst for her. That Having was a damning. text message saying, yes. I think he might do something dumb, which means she had that train of thought. Yes. And yet you sent him, you, you, you left him at school, you didn't immediately take him to a counselor, and you didn't tell the school about the weapon. And this guy, this person saying yeah. to her, what about the gun? So she thought about it in that moment when she read the text. Yeah. Here's Absolutely. the crazy thing. Her lover was asking more intelligent questions than the school <laughs> officials <laughs> right. were. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Because he had been on Facebook. He had seen that they had bought them this uh, him this weapon. And something else they're trying to prove, you know, did she spend more time with the with the lover than she did dealing with well, her son? And here was the crazy thing. Probably. I mean, the yeah. defense attorney worked very hard to keep that testimony out in pretrial right. motions. Exactly. <laughs> this was wild. Why would she allow that in there? It is pre- prejudicial. There will be women and men sitting on that jury saying let me get this straight. On the day that your son is having all of these troubles, you're arranging liaisons with your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what was gained by having that man's testimony. If she thought that she would somehow impeach him by saying that he was coerced, it didn't work. Nope. You've left a... Uh, and this came from the defense. The defense yes, wanted right. it out. And, and when she gets on the, on the stand, because she's supposed to testify... I was texting back and forth with Marie yesterday, who was monitoring it as we all were, and Mm -hmm. I said, I got to tell you, I think there's going to be an insufficient counsel appeal coming out of this because I think the the defense attorney booted it big time yesterday by by allowing that. Yeah. Yeah. Local 4's Paula Tupman will be with us at 649 to talk more about the Crumbly case. All right. And when we come back, um, by the way, coming up at 635, we're going to be talking interest rates. Yesterday, Jerome Powell uh, not hinting that these interest rate cuts that the market and the housing market is desperately looking for, that they are in our immediate future. That caused a 300-point correction uh, on the uh, markets, and they are all still trending lower this morning. Uh, so we will get to that at 635. In the meantime, uh, a Hezbollah group says, we're not going to attack Americans anymore, as if they aren't still going to be planning and helping others to execute those things. What should be the response be to retax and the deaths of our people in the Middle East? We'll talk to General Jack Keane next on JR Morning at 619.